0: For J.D. Power 2021 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.
1: This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, and on the Exxon Broadcast Network and our family of broadcast affiliates right around this great world of ours. If you'd like to send an email, studio at TV.com on all social media sites, Exone Radio TV, and our website, TV.com. We're going to be talking about terrorism this hour. Our guest is Trevor Luden, and uh, Trevor is the author of Barack Obama and the Enemies Within and The Enemies Within: Communist Socialists and Progressives in the U.S. Congress. Um, he discovered the long-hidden relationship between notorious Hawaiian Communist Party member Frank Marshall Davis and the young Obama and the young Barack Obama, I should say, in two thousand seven. In two thousand nine, he exposed the communist roots of Obama. And uh, he is the founder and editor of keywiki.org, a rapidly growing website with the goal of unlocking the covert side of the U.S. and global politics. Joining me now is Trevor Luden. And, uh, Trevor, welcome to the Exxon.
3: Well, look, well, thanks for having me on, Rob. It's actually pronounced loud on. Loudon. Loudon. Loudon, yes. My apologies. No problem at all. I can understand why you would think that. Um,. Where did your
1: interest in governments and terrorism, communists, socialism, and everything that you, you've talked about and written about come from?
3: Well, look, back in... I'm from New Zealand, and, and back in the 80s, our our labor socialist Labour government mm-hmm. banned nuclear warships from our harbours, and that destroyed the Australia-New Zealand-United States Military Alliance. And I was pretty annoyed about that, and I did a lot of delving, and I... um got to meet a man who had infiltrated the New Zealand Communist Party for our security intelligence services, and had actually trained in Moscow in 1983 at Lenin's Institute for Higher Learning, the big communist training school there, while the Soviets were planning New Zealand's anti-nuclear stand. It was completely organised from Moscow. It was infiltrated into the New Zealand Communist Party, who had infiltrated the New Zealand Labour Party and they got Moscow's policy adopted in my country and hardly a New Zealander has any idea of that fact. But that got me very interested in how small radical parties can utilise their, their influence through the unions and other social movements to basically get communist, policy, communist policies adopted by mainstream political parties. And it was that research that led me to the U.S. Democratic Party, to Barack Obama, um, to the people around Obama. And now I've actually got a documentary out called The Enemies Within, which exposes the extensive communist and Muslim brotherhood infiltration of both the U.S. Congress and the U.S. Senate. Wow.
1: This is heavy stuff. Yeah. And it is heavy
3: stuff. Yeah, it is.
1: And you know, and you know what? I, I applaud you for for having the ability and having the stamina and, if you'll excuse the expression, having the balls to to come out and, and tell the world what you know?
3: Well, look, you know, <laughs> I didn't start out on this path deliberately, but the deeper you dig, the more you yeah. find. And if you know something, you do have a responsibility to say it. Um, I've got a good friend, Phil Haney, who's the Department of Homeland Security whistleblower who was um, – Recently, testifying before the U.S. Senate, right. and he was ordered to purge his files of records of known terrorists, and he was persecuted heavily when he when he when he pushed back. Now, and he, he has written a book. It says, "Say something. You, if you see something, yeah. say something." Right. That that's his motto, and that's my motto.
1: All right, stand by, Trevor. You and I have to take a break. Before we do,
3: uh, Trevor, is there a website we can
1: send our listeners to?
3: Yeah, look, go to enemieswithinmovie.com. Enemieswithinmovie.com. You can see a trailer of the movie. You can see, uh, yeah, you can order it online. Or you go to my daily blog, trevallouden.com, and I have a lot of information there.
1: All right, Trevor. Great having you with us. I'm looking forward to spending the next hour with you. Exo Nation, Trevor yep. Loudon is our special guest. We're talking about terrorism this hour. Yeah, you've got it right. We're not afraid to say what we think because, as Trevor said, it is everyone's right to know the truth. This is the Exon. I am Rob McConnell. We'll be back on the other side of this short break. Don't go away. Explanation: Trevor Loudon is our special guest, and uh, we're talking about everything from terrorist prey to corruption, terrorism, government. You know, it, it, it seems the more you scratch at the surface, the more you find, and the more you find, the deeper you dig. And then you say to yourself, how can all of this not be known? You know, here we are in the in the day of media. My gosh, Donald Trump burps the wrong way, and he's got every media watching him (laughs) and trying to analyze why he burped. And and yet, with all this corruption that you and other whistleblowers are bringing to the front, and I am glad you're doing this, it, it goes unnoticed. Like, no, 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 that's not important. But we want to know why he burped or why he hasn't, you know, why he hasn't shown his taxes yet. This this is crazy. It seems that. The right hand is doing something to cover what the left hand is actually doing.
3: Yeah, look, look, exactly. And the motto of the left, right from Lenin to Alinsky, is accuse others of what you're doing yourself. So the media in the United States covers for the left. Mm -hmm. You know that if you're on the left, you can do almost anything and you're immune from media scrutiny. But as you say, if Donald Trump burps the right way yeah. or he or he's got a you know parts is here on the wrong side or whatever, they'll be on his case. Yep. And and it's fair enough that they're on his case, they're doing their job. But they've got to be on the case on both sides. Yeah, exactly. You know, B- Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton both have elephants' graveyards of skeletons in their closets. Absolute elephants' graveyards. Yet Virtually all of it goes unnoticed. Virtually all of it is covered up and protected. And this is a a common problem throughout the English-speaking world and and the Western world is that the the journalism colleges have long been taken over by the left and they're pumping out left-wing journalists who cover for their buddies. So it makes it very hard for conservatives or or any opposition force to, to really get a fair hearing. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm sure that's a problem in Canada. It yep. certainly is in New Zealand, and it most definitely is in the United States.
1: You know, when we look at Hillary Clinton and the, the debates that have gone on between the between President, I, I mean, between Secretary of State Clinton and Donald Trump, and then just the other night between the two vice presidents, it seems that the media skips over Benghazi, Obamacare, the email server, the Clinton Foundation.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Look at. Absolutely it does. And, and uh, you know, Hillary Clinton, if she was a Republican, she would have been in jail by now.
1: Definitely. There's,
3: there's no question. They would have been on her case from day one. You know, they, they, they nailed Richard Nixon over Watergate, yep. which was bad. But was that as bad as Benghazi when four people died, when four people were left to die, when there was a cover-up going on of Hillary Clinton basically channeling Channeling weapons to Al Qaeda, you know what? Which, which is worse: four people dying, the State Department channeling weapons to a known terrorist group, mm-hmm. or or Richard Nixon trying to cover his backside?
1: Oh, I over, I over a
3: bungled bungled break-in.
1: You know, when we look at the, you know, I, I agree with you. Whatever Hillary Clinton has done, and I'm sure we're going to find out more as the as time goes on, compared to what Richard Nixon did, I think that Gerald Ford did the right thing by uh, giving giving president nixon a presidential pardon because it didn't make sense to him and i think he did the right thing and yet when i watched the the hearings with uh, both the the senate hearings on benghazi and then the the fbi director talking about the email servers you know what a farce like clinton sat there and laughed laughed at at these uh, at the senate commission the committee
3: yeah look look right now Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State for four years. Right now, your intel- American intelligence services are going absolutely frantic trying to uncover all the damage she has done yeah. because everything on her service is now known to the Russians, the Chinese, and the Iranians. So all of America's agents, secret agents may be compromised. A whole bunch of secret COVID programs may be compromised. They they just do not know what Hillary Clinton gave up. You know, if she was a sergeant in the U.S. Army and gave up one tenth mm-hmm. of what what Hillary Clinton did, she would be in jail for the rest of her life.
1: Well, I'll give you. another una- no question. I'll give you another name,
3: Edward Snowden. Yeah. Look what yeah.
1: happened to him.
3: And yeah. He, well, exactly. Yeah. You know, and uh, um, <laughs> you know he did what he did. And now he's, he's he's in Russia in yep. exile, effectively. And Hillary Clinton was guilty of even greater breaches, by far, and negligence. Even if it was negligence, that's not an excuse. Under U.S. espionage law, uh, you are presumed guilty. It's not a um, you just have to prove negligence. That's you right. don't have to prove intent. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely no question she was a, at least negligent. To an extreme degree, which has put all sorts of, um, you know, give, created all sorts yeah. of risks for American talent intelligence personnel for the national security of the country. Yet she is still a viable candidate for the presidency. You know, just how insane is that?
1: In in my honest opinion, and I'm not an American. I just watch. I watch the news, and I have the opportunity of speaking to expert guests like yourself. Based on what I have learned. Like, I don't understand how she is even allowed to be on the ballot.
3: Well, look, look. if Hillary Clinton had to undergo an FBI security clearance, as most U.S. government personnel have to do, mm-hmm. she would not be allowed to drive a school bus. She <laughs> wouldn't be allowed to sell you stamps at the post office. Neither would Tim Kaine. Neither would Joe Biden. Neither would Barack Obama. But the thing is... When you stand for public office in America, and you ser- so you can serve on the Homeland Security Committee, the Armed Services Committee, the Intelligence Committee, there are no background checks at all. None. Zero. So that is why people like Hillary Clinton can get away with what she's doing. If she was a sergeant in the Army, if she applied for a job in the Department of Agriculture, they would laugh her out of the office. I'm going to tell you something, my friend. We here
1: at The X-Zone do not uh, promote Hillary Clinton. You know, uh, if I find a video that is derogatory or that that shows a side of her that that most people aren't privy to, I put it up on one of the most popular social video networks available. Good. The other day, ironically, all our video... We were told we could not be monetized anymore. All our videos... Okay, okay. So what I did was I was able to get a hold of somebody, and I said, what the hell is going on here? And they said, oh, it must have been an engineering uh, glitch. (laughs) All of a sudden, all of a sudden, all my videos were monetized again, and I'm talking over 5,000 videos. They were monetized again, but I have to go back and redo it all.
3: Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a, just an unfortunate coincidence, isn't it? Uh, I don't look,
1: think look, it's a look.
3: We know that Twitter, we know that Facebook yeah. are all being very, very selective, and what they what you know Twitter what it trends, mm-hmm. Facebook what it promotes. We, we have many anecdotal stories of you know friends of ours in the conservative Facebook world who've had massive websites just shut down overnight for no apparent reason. You know this, and this doesn't happen on the left. So, you, you know, this, this, is, this, this is a commonplace occurrence. And I'm sure it would be a, a lot more common if Hillary Clinton was the president and ICANN gets complete control of the Internet, um, which is, you know, basically handing the Internet to the Russians and the Chinese. You know, what could possibly go wrong with that?
1: Well, another thing that I find very ironic is this: all this uh, propaganda about Donald Trump being in cahoots with, with uh, President Putin. The way I see it, he's not in cahoots, but what Putin does with Donald Trump is he respects him, and Putin does not respect President Obama because going back a couple of years ago when President Obama drew the, the sand in Syria, and Syria crossed each and every line that President Obama drew there, you know, Putin's looking at, at Obama and
3: saying, you're a coward. Yeah, exactly, and uh, but you know this is you know there there have been people around Trump who have Mm -hmm. troubling ties. Paul Manafort was one of them, and I'm so glad that Trump got rid of Paul Manafort. I think that was a great move. But Hillary Clinton was involved for years through the Clinton Foundation with the Skolkovo Foundation, funded by the Russian government, basically the Russian version of Silicon Valley. And she was making huge amounts of money, funneling Amer- American high technology basically through to the so- to the Russian army. And the FBI warned in 2014 that's where it was going. It was endangering American national security, and it did not stop. You know, so for Hillary Clinton to go on about, you know, about about Trump's Russian ties, right. That that is a pot calling the kettle black if ever there was one. But that's what they do. That's what the left does. They accuse others of what they're doing themselves.
1: You see, the way I look at it is that a country is, no, is, is a business. Whether it's Canada, whether it's the United States, New Zealand, uh, the United Kingdom, whatever country, it's a business. And in my opinion, if you want a business to be as successful to be a success. You put a business person who has the experience and who has the proven track record to make that business work. Too many politicians have tried. They failed to run the United States. I think it's about time. And I love the idea that an outsider is being looked at by the majority of Americans as the next president of the United States, because I believe that Donald Trump is exactly what the us economy needs right now
3: well i think he would give a bit, give a lot of confidence you know to investors i think you know right now there is there is i don't know something like 18 trillion dollars of american money overseas yeah. in banks that people will not invest back in their own country because of the punitive taxes and the overregulation and that kind of thing mm-hmm. if donald trump could get in and restore some confidence, a lot of that money would flow back into the United States and kick-start things. And we all know, we all know that we all do better. Australia does better. New Zealand does better. Britain does better. Canada Canada does better if yeah. America is doing well. Big time. It's it's in all of our interest yeah. for the American economy to turn around. And so I, I'm certainly hoping you can do that. I'm hoping that... Uh, he will appoint some good people, maybe um, you know John Bolton as Secretary of State, or um, you know Senator Sessions as, as Secretary of Defense. So you know, I, I have my, you know, I'm not a hundred percent pro-Trump, yep. but I certainly want him to win. And I certainly think he can put some good people around him. But I do know that Hillary Clinton would be an absolute disaster for America and by extension for Canada, for Britain, for Australia, New Zealand, for any free country. You know, she is so far in bed with the Muslim Brotherhood and the Marxists. It's just unbelievable.
1: Well, I guess she figures if her husband can be in bed with all the women he's been in bed, she can be in bed with the Muslims <laughs> and the Marxists as well.
3: Yeah, turnabout's fair exactly.
1: enough, isn't it, you know? All right, stand but, by, but my she, friend. We've got to take, been... we've gotta take our, our next break here. Please stand by. Exxon Nation, Trevor Loudon is our guest. And if you'd like more information or if you'd like to see Trevor's movie, www.enemieswithinthemovie.com. I'm Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Don't you dare go away. Thank you.
2: on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi. You can still listen to the X-Zone radio show with Rob McConnell, the science of magic with Gwilda Wiaka, high tech with Corey Kay, and every minute of the 24-7, 365 programming of the X-Zone broadcast network by calling 712-432-9459, courtesy of TalkStream Live. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes call 712-432-9459 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 712-432-9459 for the best of paranormal, new age, thought-provoking sci-fi radio programming 24-7-365.
1: Welcome back, everyone, before we get back to our special guest of this hour, Trevor Lou- Loudon, I'd just like to remind you that if you would like to be part of UFO history, and that is the launch of the CubeSat satellite dis- disclosure that will be in close Earth orbit for three months looking for UFOs, all you have to do is go to www.cubeSat for disclosure.com. That's www.cubeSat for disclosure. Dot com
3: why does terrorism still exist trevor Terrorism exists because states uh, large states have an, have a vested interest in, mm-hmm. it, in it existing you know there is there is really very little um, spontaneous homegrown terrorism in the world almost all of it is state sponsored a large amount of it by Iran and Cuba and and the old and russia. Um, not, they're not the only actors, but they are by far the biggest. You know, you've got to realize that it, was, it was it was Moscow that set up the Palestine Liberation Organization. The KGB trained the leader of al-Qaeda. Um, there's a lot of evidence that Russian military intelligence helped to set up ISIS. But ISIS, you know, ISIS, um, you know, for instance, that that suits a lot of people. You know, ISIS suits Moscow because it takes attention of what that what attention of what they're doing in the Ukraine mm-hmm. and helps to destabilize a region that they're trying to get more influence in and control over and it also helps America because Obama well it helps Obama because Obama is trying to make Iran the dominant power in the region and it's pretty hard to sell a partnership with Iran to the American people unless there's somebody else even crazier in the region. So terrorism is almost always state-sponsored, long-term terrorism especially. The the training and the financing will always be found to come from some large state, whether it's Pakistan or whether it's Saudi Arabia Mm -hmm. or Russia or China or whatever. But terrorism is does serve state interests trevor why why is you
1: know why why do the governments want to take in so many well i should say why does president obama and secretary of state want to open the floodgates to the syrian refugees and refugees from countries that we know for a fact have terrorist ties
3: well we uh, in our movie we discussed this question and uh We interview a a Brazilian philosopher who has extensive knowledge of the terrorist movements of South uh, South America. And he said, very simple, because they hate America. They are working for the other side. Obama wants to bring America to its knees. You know, he's not admitting any Christian refugees or less than 1%. He's admitting people that cannot be vetted, that believe in Sharia law, that, that have no allegiance to America or American values and he wants to dilute the American culture and, and create beachheads like you know Dearborn, Michigan and like you see in Europe uh, that, that are basically Islamic strongholds because he wants to divide and conquer America. It's, it's really as simple as that. And that's the same reason he's, he's keeping the southern borders open because he wants to he wants to be to maintain a permanent one-party state, and and that's why he's bringing in millions of illegal immigrants from the south because he knows they're all going to vote Democrat, mm-hmm. and they're going to give him a permanent governing majority. It doesn't matter that some of them are terrorists. It doesn't matter because he's trying to change the culture of the United States. He's he's pushing for a, a multicultural a multicultural United States, a socialist multicultural United States that's his long-term goal
1: is Donald Trump right when he says that President uh, Obama was not born in the United States
3: Um, my personal opinion is that Obama was born in Hawaii Um, I've seen a lot of evidence both ways but I've studied this Mm -hmm. extensively I think he was born in Hawaii I think the, main, the real issue is not where he was born, it was who raised him. And Obama was raised by a combination of communists and Islamists. So he actually owes no real allegiance to the United States, as you understand it. He's never, he's never considered himself an American, as most Americans understand that term. His allegiance, his allegiance lies with the communist world and the Islamic world, and particularly the overlap between them.
1: Hmm. You know, I, I was, I, I've always been amazed by the trust that the American population put in President Obama when, yeah. he, when he was running for office. Uh, you, had, you had people behind him, powerhouses. Oprah at one time was behind him, but she's kind of said, huh, I want nothing to do with this anymore. Would I be wrong in saying, and I don't mean this to be uh, racially tended, but is, is the election of President Obama, the first American black president, a social experiment
3: that went wrong? No, I think it was a social experiment that was extremely successful because you got to realise Obama was nurtured by the hard left his entire mm-hmm. career. He was nurtured by the Communist Party USA and Democratic Socialists of America and Committees of Correspondence for Democracy and Socialism. They were the ones behind the unions that got him elected. They were the ones behind the social movements that helped him. He was risen up. As America's first black president, because they knew that he could harness that racial guilt that is endemic in America, that he could get away with a whole bunch of stuff that a white president or a white candidate could never get away with. So his color was actually used by the left to push their agenda. They never could have got away with the stuff that Obama's done had he not been black. He probably that, never would have been elected had right. he not been black. So can we so, say
1: can we say they're using the same strategy by trying to get Hillary Clinton into office, the first female president?
3: Look, yeah, absolutely. And and um, the next one will be our Ken Castro, the first Hispanic president. Or Ulian Castro, I should right. say. You know, so this will be a strategy they will use time and again. The first woman president, because they know that's worth at least ten percent of the woman vote straight off the top. You know, a woman, will, a lot of women will just vote because she's a woman. You know, just as a lot of Black Americans voted for Obama, even if they were conservative, mm-hmm. just because he was Black. So yes, that's exactly the strategy they're using with Hillary Clinton. They will use it. Um, it's actually a science. It's it's. I read the left-wing literature all the time. They talk about this extensively, how they're going to change America by using demographics, by increasing the black and Latino populations, the Asian population, increasing the Middle Eastern population, because these people were not brought up in America. They don't have the same constitutional values as America, and they, they tend to vote for the left, that, that is, you know, all of those ethnic groups vote overwhelmingly for the left. And you see this playing out in Canada, sure. too. You see that in British Columbia. You see that in Toronto. So, so absolutely, it's, it's, a, it's a very cynical scientific strategy applied by the left, using racial and ethnic minorities to push an agenda. And you see, that's why, that's why the, the Muslims were allowed to flood into Europe. They did that deliberately to increase the left wing voting base. They didn't care what social problems came with it or what chaos it caused, it increases the voting base of the left and they they use the greed of certain employers who want cheap labor to 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 you know push that program, but ultimately it, it is social engineering on a mass scale and nobody is more racist than than the left they think about nothing but race and how they can exploit it to their advantage
1: you know i've um i i watched the um the news report where gary johnson did not know where aleppo was and (laughs) i'm not sure he knows where his backside is sometimes I, i i
3: agree with you like who the hell put this guy on the ticket yeah, look, he's not even a real libertarian. Yeah, he's, he's actually a disgrace to the to the name of their party. He's not he's, he's not well informed. He's yeah, he's a disgraceful candidate, and I hope he does very very poorly. Mm-hmm. The only thing he can do right now is basically screw it up for the Republicans, screw it up for Donald Trump by taking that one or two percent that might make all the difference. Bernie Sanders, in your opinion, what happened to him? Well, Bernie Sanders uh, was just a little too honest. Well, no, I won't say he's honest, because Bernie Sanders was not a socialist. Bernie Mm -hmm. Sanders is a communist. Bernie Sanders works with the Communist Party, works with extreme radical movements in in Latin America, etc. He's a hardcore Marxist. But the let, but the democrats were never going to let him be the, their standard bearer because he was just a bit too independent for them he was too old mm-hmm. and 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 you know he was he wasn't even a democrat until the last couple of years he was technically an independent so they were never going to let him be the candidate they would let him build the movement they would let him mobilize the young people but they were always going to sabotage him and give it to hillary there was there was no question and and a lot of the WikiLeaks ta- um, documents the, a lot of the emails have have, have confirmed that that's mm-hmm. why Debbie Washerman Sult- Schultz, the, D- the DNC chairman had to stand down because of her open dirty uh, of her dirty tricks to, to sabotage Sanders and 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 make sure that Hillary got elected. So he served his purpose but he was never going to be allowed to go the full way. he was that was never going to happen.
1: What was your opinion on the first presidential debate?
3: Yeah, I think Donald Trump started off well, about the first 20 minutes, so I was encouraged. And then he just got led down little rabbit holes by yeah. Hillary Clinton, and he fell for the bait. And after that debate, he started tweeting about beauty queens and uh, and things like that, and he went right off the reservation. And he blew a lot of what he had as his lead. So I, th- I think he... Uh, he didn't perform nearly as well as he could have or should have and he didn't correct it straight after by getting straight back on the on the on target he let himself get distracted so he better he better do a lot better job this time you know this this guy has got our future in his hands yeah. and he doesn't have the right to go tweeting about Colombian beauty queens at 3 o'clock in the morning when he has fought and eliminated a whole lot of very good men to get to the position where he is.
1: You and I have to take our break. Please stand by. Exonation. Trevor Loudon is our special guest. If you'd like to, uh, Trevor has a, a DVD that is out. It's entitled Enemies Within the Movie. It's available at www.exoNation.com enemieswithinthemovie.com this yeah. is the x a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard we're here Monday through Friday from 11pm Eastern until that magic hour of 2am Eastern right here on the x Broadcast Network from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to find out what the other great programming is available to you on the Zone Broadcast Network, visit www.xzbn.net. And if you know somebody who would be an asset to our network, send us an email, programming at X-Zone at I'm sorry, programming at xzbn.net. I'll be back on the other side of this break as we wrap up this hour here in the Zone. Don't go away. GeneX provides 36 questions for the Select Committee on Benghazi to validate if Americans are justified to mistrust President Obama and Hillary Clinton. An overview of Obama, Islam, and Benghazi is presented on the website www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Afterlife expert Roberta Grimes was the first one to say that dying can be fun. Excellent nation. Trevor Loudon has been our guest this hour. First of all, Trevor, I want to thank you so much for joining us. It's been a great pleasure having you with us. But let me ask you this uh, this question, and I'm sure that this question will eat up at least 10 of the 12 minutes we have left. <laughs> okay. What's the Muslim Brotherhood have to do with the U.S. government? What's the connection?
3: Yeah, well, people need to understand what the Muslim Brotherhood is. It started out in Egypt in the early part of the 20th century as a as a as a means of re establishing the old the old Islamic caliphate, basically an Islamic empire. It was chased out of Egypt, it went spread right through the Middle East and became the parent of Hamas and um, and Al Qaeda and even ISIS. It spread to all those things. In the United States and Canada It spread, it it was peaceful. It it formed front groups like the Council Mm -hmm. on American Islamic Relations, CARE, um, the the Muslim American Society, MASS, the Muslim Students Association, etc. And over the last 50 years, it has succeeded in infiltrating the Democratic Party, some parts of the Republican Party, and has got its advisors and people advising the CIA, the um, State Departments, the FBI, and setting policies in dealing with terrorists. It has also heavily infiltrated Congress and the Senate. There are a whole bunch of United States congressmen who who are dependent on care for money, who work closely with care, for instance. And these are the people like Keith Allison of Minnesota, Andre Carson of of uh, Indiana who serves on the House Intelligence Committee, John Conyers of Michigan, and others who basically run interference or cover for the Muslim Brotherhood. So these are the people who shut down investigations into terrorism. These are the people who shut down investigations into terrorist financing and actually influence United States policy to, to go soft on terrorism or not attack it as directly as they could do. And they've actually changed U.S. foreign policy that now the U.S. is on the side of Al-Qaeda in places like Syria and and, um, and also Libya. So we name in the movie, it's Enemies Within, the Enemies Within, and you just go to enemieswithinmovie.com. There's no that in there. It's just enemieswithinmovie.com. And we profile a whole bunch of these congressmen And how they're working with both the communist movement and the Muslim Brotherhood to basically betray America and betray the West. And one of them is Tim Kaine, Hillary Clinton's vice presidential candidate. He is so in bed with the Muslim Brotherhood, you will not believe it. And Hillary Clinton herself has a Muslim Brotherhood operative, Huma Abedin, as her closest assistant Mm -hmm. and is reportedly, according to WikiLeaks, wants to make Huma Abedin her future secretary of state. This is a woman with extensive family ties and personal ties to the Muslim Brotherhood, a front group for international terrorism. Hillary Clinton is also pushing something called the Istanbul process, uh, which is set up by the Organization of Islamic Cooperation, another international Muslim Brotherhood front, which has just promoted a thing called u n resolution sixteen eighteen and Hillary Clinton has been pushing that through the State department and if that is passed into an American law, all criticism of Islam will become a criminal offense on a, on you know all but,
1: but, you know
3: just criticism not. But, you know, honest criticism of Islam will become a uh, criminal offence. But isn't that so? Going the Muslim a- Brotherhood but- has extensively penetrated the U.S. government, and that's why the U.S. is not winning the war on terror because it's been sold out from within by traitors within the government.
1: But will that law not supersede the Constitution?
3: Absolutely, it will. But if Hillary Clinton gets another supreme court justice or two mm-hmm. which she intends to do the us constitution will become pretty much meaningless you know she she's already got three she's already got four extreme left wing supreme court justices if she gets another one or two you you can f- forget about your constitution you you can forget about your first amendment you for- can forget about your second amendment that that will all be superseded just like in canada You've seen hate speech legislation used yep. to suppress your freedom of speech. Yes. That will that will become that will happen in America on steroids. And America is really the last country in the western world that does not have extensive hate speech legislation as does Canada and Britain and Australia and New Zealand.
1: Shouldn't Hillary Clinton be more concerned about what the North Koreans are doing, what the Chinese are doing? What other countries are doing as they set themselves up in a very offensive situation towards the United States. Doesn't it dawn on her that you've got the troubles that are happening in the Middle East on the on the east coast of the United States? And then on the west coast, you have North Korea and
3: China that are building up their armies.
1: Doesn't doesn't she see what the hell is going on?
3: Look, I'm sure she does, but she enabled the Chinese back when she was working in the White House under her husband, Bill. They were selling U.S. military technology to the Chinese in exchange for for campaign donations. She's doing the same thing with the Russians today. Hillary Clinton would sell her grandmother. She doesn't give a damn about America or America's future or America's constitution. You know, she thinks she'll always be OK. She'll be the president of the world or whatever. But yeah, the, the Chinese are building 400 nuclear submarines right now. Mm-hmm. They're building 50 warships a year while America is building nine. You know, the, America's been set up to be taken down big time. Yet the American military is being gutted. And Hillary Clinton has been funneling American military technology to both the Chinese and the Russians. What, what's the word for that? And what's the penalty for that crime? Well, I think the word is treason.
1: Yep. And I think the penalty is death.
3: Mm. And, um, you uh, know, if she was lower down in the totem pole, mm-hmm. she would have been in jail long ago waiting that sentence. But she's a Clinton. She's above all that. She can do what she likes. You know, there's was, there was a great story. A, a friend of mine Paul Kengor is an academic from Pennsylvania. He wrote the book on Frank Marshall Davis called The Communist. He discovered a whole lot of information on Ted Kennedy, um, who had been basically working with the Soviets at the highest level, Senator Ted Kennedy, to undermine Ronald Reagan's foreign policy in the 1980s. Hmm. He talked to a CIA guy. He said, Look, did you guys know what Ted Kennedy was doing? Basically committing treason with the Russians. He said, of course we knew. He said, well, why didn't you do something? He said, we couldn't touch him. He's a Kennedy. Well, you can't touch a Clinton either. You know, that's that's how it is in America right now. And I'm hoping, when Donald Trump is president, that he has the guts to put Hillary Clinton into the prison where she belongs. What happens what if, what happens what if Donald Trump, Trump loses? loses? If Donald loses... You're going to have a lot of Americans wanting to move to Canada straight off. (laughs) You know, um, look, it's going to be a disaster. I I don't know what's going to happen because the American military is going to be further gutted. Um, The American conservative base is going to be destroyed. And you're going to have a socialist America. You're going to have full socialized health care in America. So I don't know where uh, Canadians Mm -hmm. will go for their health care then. Look, it'll be an international disaster. That's that's putting it mildly. What is your opinion is your... on
1: black... black... Can you lower the speakers on your computer because we're getting feedback over here?
3: Uh, what was that? Sorry, I didn't hear that. We're,
1: get, we're getting feedback. Apparently, uh, if you're using the speakers on your computer to, to talk to me and listen to me, we're getting feedback, so uh, it's okay now. But my question to you was... What what connection does Black Lives Matter, the war on police, and Hillary Clinton have? What's the connection here?
3: Black Lives Matter, if anybody tells me there's no communism in America right now, I'll tell you straight. Black Lives Matter was set up by the Freedom Road Socialist Organization, a Maoist group, in conjunc- conjunction with the Workers' World Party, which supports North Korea and Iran. Black Lives Matter is a completely communist operation backed by the Congressional Black Caucus and Barack Obama and the Palestinians. They're going over to train with the Palestinians mm-hmm. and by the Russians. Black Lives Matter is designed to uh, do many things, to stir up racial hatred, to destabilize America, and, and stigmatize and demonize the police because the plan of Hillary Clinton is to federalize the United States police. Because right now, they're all Mm -hmm. controlled by the states or the cities or the municipalities. She wants a federal control of the entire U.S. police force. And they're going to do that by saying, well, these police are all racist. They can't be trusted. Therefore, the federal government is going to have to come in and supervise the police. So all this racism is put to bed, is gotten rid of. That is what Black Lives Matter is about. Patrice Coller's, Alicia Garza, and Opal Tometi, who started the movement, are all affiliates or supporters of the Freedom Road Socialist Organization, a pro-Maoist, pro-Chinese communist group in the United States. They completely control that movement. Trevor,
1: you and I have to say so long for tonight, but I want to thank you ever so much for joining us. I look forward to the next time you come and visit us and spend another hour here in the Exxon. Maybe we'll get you back on after the next uh, presidential debate just to get your feedback.
3: Yeah, look, I, I would love to do that, Rob. It's great to, to speak with a fellow Commonwealth citizen I, and, and uh, you, you know, and, and to get a different perspective. And, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. So, look, I hope you do invite me back on.
1: I certainly will. And Exxon Nation, if you'd like to get a copy of Trevor's movie, Enemies Within the Movie, it's available at dot enemieswithinthemovie.com. I'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away.